to Frown Town. <gasps> Wait, was yeah. that like uh was that like Backstreet Boys? Wait, kind was that- of. Welcome I was like, I don't to Frown Town. <laughs> I thought this was like and like I was trying to remember the rest of the song. I was like, what's the rest? What's the rest? So I want to jump in and then you stopped. <laughs> I do like that though. That's good. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. It's Frown Town. It's Frown Town. I, was, I feel like that's fitting because you do look like you would be in a boy band right now. Like you got I the boy do. band hair. Yeah. You do have boy band hair. You're the, the bad boy. To the side. Yeah. You're, the, you're yeah. the bad boy with a heart of gold. Like, like you're like, shut I, up. I will but say I love you. my favorite part about traveling around and being in rural places in the country like you walk in and obviously like ideally you would never have to stop right ideally that is the idea you would never have to see another person but sometimes you gotta stop run and you yeah you gotta get some fucking gas and i feel like i've single-handedly convinced at least you know a handful of of young people in rural areas to at least just dye a little tiny piece of their hair a different color you know yeah just yeah just try just just try it because you walk in and if you're you know a city folk like and they're also <laughs> like they're like hey you're not one of the three thousand people that lives in this town yeah. I know everyone who lives here, and you're not one of them, mister. <laughs> Where are you from? Is your hair always that color? <laughs> 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 I uh, I actually I I love it because I get a lot of um I kind of do the 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 like hey hey you looking at you with the with the construction workers because my hair is the same color as their vests. <laughs> I feel like if I worked construction, it would be actually like. Like, it would be safer for me to have this hair color. Oh, by default. Yeah. Well, it dep- like, well no, because uh, the only, because, you know, hard hats. Like, what construction are we doing? Are we, like... Sure. Yeah, sure. Like, I'm going to wear a hat. Construction. I'm going to wear a hat. Well, road construction, I think, like, yeah. But even then, you want a hat because it's hot. Road construction is just the worst. And, and, it's just, and it's just hot. And, like, the thing is, is I forget when I'm in Seattle for, like, like I'll be in Seattle and then mm-hmm. I'll be like, oh, there's no sunlight. And then I go anywhere else and I'm like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm in, if, if, if you know, um, I'm in the market for a, a large but large. crushable hat. Okay. Uh, if, if, if you or anyone you know knows of where I can get a hat that's so big that my shoulders will be covered, but also okay. I can shove That's it into a normal a size suitcase. hat for everyone else. But okay, okay. <laughs> 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 but okay, okay, okay. I do, uh, I do when I when I'm when I'm when I'm. You get like uh, the, the gangster fedora, like the old school so gangster fedora. It would have to be a gangster fedora with like a veil. You could do that. That'd be okay. Maybe Wide that's room. what I should just do. Uh, I should just wear. That feels very I, boy George. That, didn't Boy George wear like a veiled, like white brim? Am I, am I, am I uh, just picturing that in my head because I wanted it, or is that something that happened? I feel like I'm seeing it in my head too, right? Yeah, but it's, no, it feels like it, right. it feels natural, but I don't know if it like actually one happened. of those, like like a Zorro hat, but with a veil. Yeah, yeah that would be that would be I, actually I very cool. I think that would be lovely. I feel like the Zorro hat may have had a veil at one point. <laughs> I feel like that was part of the disguise. He, he was like, wait a minute. And he pulled the veil back and he still had the mask on. Just got hot. Or just do like an Orville Peck thing and then yeah. wait, have he, fringe Orville in Peck. front of my face. Oh, I, so I make this mistake of every time someone says Orville, I automatically assume popcorn. 
Um, <laughs> kind of like popcorn, but instead of kernels, it's a gay country icon. Okay, okay. Sorry. I, <laughs> when you said Orville, I mean, it's like, but what does popcorn have to do with anything? And I completely missed the peck part. My bad. Um, that's fair. Okay. That's fair. This is Frown Town. Uh, while if you do have hat suggestions, please send them in to us. We do want to hear them. Uh, yeah. we're, we're not here to talk about hats. Um, what's your best hat I, for the desert? Oh my God. I think it's called a Bedouin, but no. Uh, the, talk to me about this afterwards. <laughs> there was something I saw, V, and I, I know how I want to start this. I have been on Twitter like way harder. Harder than normal, um, just because she's oh, wild. Jay, you, Jay, have been on Twitter. What? No, no, wait, no, you missed the part of the that sentence that counts. Way more than normal. So, like, way, so way more Twitter than normal. So, think about gotcha, how much Twitter gotcha. I'm, I'm normally on, right? Seattle has been way rainy. <laughs> it's oh god i hate it it's like i'm so ready for summer and i know what's gonna happen it's gonna flip over to summer be unbearably hot and i'm like oh my god i wish it wasn't this hot anymore so i'm gonna get what i've been asking for for the last 12 months <laughs> but i'm on twitter and twitter has been like a hellscape for for mo- for me recently it's just been sure one terrible thing after another it's, it's uh my 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 a teacher that that survived the school shooting going through their experience it's been uh someone talking about like how at the hospital they're literally live tweeting from the hospital about how they can't get help and how they got kicked out because they were taking pictures of their charts because they couldn't get the help they asked for it's just no. it's, it's just been like yeah it's it's wild uh and then uh someone tweeted this this map of the united states uh with this like heavy sharpie outline and said that if you were within a hundred mile border zone or a hundred miles of the border then immigration officials could search you and your property or, or your your things without a warrant and wow. this map covered two out of three people almost two out of three people live within the hundred mile border zone for example seattle the entire city of seattle is in yeah. the hundred mile border zone as well, is portland it, san francisco san diego miami tampa oh New so Orleans, the coast Houston. is a border as well yes also uh, there's another <laughs> map that was going on that someone uh responded to this and they were like also airports are considered as a border which expands the map even further so if you're near an airport wow you know what this reminds me of you know and i know we keep throwing back to our human trafficking (laughs) episodes but this reminds me of the definition of children who are in danger of trafficking where they said Mm, any child who lives a hundred miles within a border in in well, that yeah, was one of the we talked about how ridiculous he, that was because we were like Seattle. Yeah, because so <laughs> many people live within a border. Yeah. So it kind of sounds like uh, it's a big part of the playbook. Well, it's a, it's a reasonable distance. And so like uh, when you look at th- what they're supposed to have. 100 miles, distance. that would cost you like $100 to travel these days. <laughs> uh, 100 miles, that would cost you like a million dollars. No. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's a, the reasonable distance from an external border is defined by the federal government. And this is important. The federal mm. government is the one who defines reasonable distance as 100 air miles. And it's 100 air miles. So it's it's oh. 100 miles as the crow flies, if you gotcha. will. Um, from any external border. Why do I even have to say that? It's pretty obvious. So it kind of just seems like a really good excuse to just have any excuse to search people without warrants or yeah. without any bus, any train, purpose. any warrant. Yeah, no, any bus, any train, no warrant. Ooh, any, what about cars? I mean, or that's is it just transport. public transport? Okay. Well, it's 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 warrantless vehicle searches. But here's the thing about a car: 
and, and this is where we get to this, this weird gray area, right? So why are you searching my car is the question that I have to ask. If you look at my car and I'm brown and you pull me over and you search my car, did you pull me over because I was brown? Am I speeding? Was I doing something like, was I doing something or was the car tagged as a, like, a, like, hey, there's, there are immigrants who are cu- bursting into the scene on this, in right. this car. Do you know what I mean? Like, was there a reason for you to be at my car? Right. If not, well, then, then. I no, will say is the answer to your question. I I was about I don't know several weeks ago. I was in New Mexico and I stayed at uh, a, it's it's a uh, New Mexico. Let's, let's sorry, New uh-huh, Mexico. The ex is silent. Uh, <laughs> the ex is silent. I was silent. in New Mexico and I <laughs> I was staying at uh, like a private kind of like a campground. And so when I was coming out mm-hmm. in the morning, a border patrol agent drove up and they were parked kind of watching but as soon as i got out of my car yeah and they saw me they were like oh mm-hmm. never mind <laughs> yeah and then, like, they, and then they ran away because i was like oh you're not a brown and that's i mean <laughs> now here's the question the i have for you <laughs> yeah if i get out of that car like <laughs> it is it, um, am i gonna get am, am i getting searched and then what are I they searching for like, so I know that they can specifically uh, request that you, quote unquote, show that you are should be here. Um, like ID or identification. I, I hate to say papers because it sounds so goddamn racist, but... Right. It's, it's, you have, but in this scenario, let's say that you're brown and they're getting ready to pull you over. You do have some, you do have some, some, some like rights. So first, uh, you don't have to say anything. If they ask questions, you can be silent. Yeah. You always have the right to remain silent. Uh, you can tell them if they're asking you questions and they're like starting to get like agitated because you're not speaking. You can simply say that you'll answer questions in the presence of an attorney. And it doesn't matter if I like, it doesn't matter what my citizenship or immigration status is. That is a right. I can have an attorney present. Uh, typically what, uh, typically what a, a, a police officer would do, so I've had one do this to me, would be like, all right, we'll call your attorney then because they, they, they want to call your bluff because they, they don't think you have anyone already. Right. Uh, you can just call any, just call any attorney. Really just, just tell them to give you a phone book. <laughs> nope. No shit. Just tell them to give you a phone book. Call, call look up an t- yep. attorney, call one. They will do it. They won't charge you. Just, I've did it at three in the morning one Jay, time. Can you explain it, to our, uh, to our youth listeners what a phone book what is? What a phone book is. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so a long time ago, when uh, <laughs> before the invention of of smartphones, people had to get numbers from this magical book of numbers. You would you would open it, and the numbers uh, would sometimes have uh, pictures and uh, letters next to them to tell you what they were. Sometimes the pictures would be fun. Uh, the weirdest part was that there was actually a section for escorts in the phone book, and it was like what. There was, like, yes. <laughs> it was like wait a minute huh and i remember seeing that as a kid and being like what is that and my dad's like don't worry about that and i used to always go through the escort <laughs> section and be like what is this what what and i remember going to the dictionary and look up escort and it was like to take someone to a place i'm like why are they taking people places i never understood <laughs> it uh, i just never got it i never got it <laughs> take me away from this traffic stop <laughs> <laughs> what you should know is that uh, you have a right to answer questions in front of an attorney, uh, which means that you can have someone who knows the law better than you, you know, than to be at your side. Uh, limitation here. Uh, if you have permission to be in the U.S. for a specific reason, like a travel visa for like a limited amount of time, the law requires you to provide information about your immigration status if asked. 
so I have actually lived in a, a, uh, another city as an expatriated uh, American citizen. And that is like you had to keep uh, they gave you a an alien resident card, ARC. And you had to keep that on you at all times. If a cop asked you yeah. for it, you just whipped it out and be like, yep, here it is. And they would sometimes check it to make sure it was valid. Um, but yeah, um, it, the interesting thing about that is that it wasn't because I was in another country. It wasn't different from that country's laws because every citizen in that country was required to show their ID. So it wasn't right. like only the fucking uh, immigrants. It was everyone ha- was under that rule. But immigrants are like, when you come here, make sure you don't leave your place without this. Which, great. I was pretty thrilled about that. Um, okay. Generally, this I need to say this. Generally, an immigration officer cannot detain you without reasonable suspicion. Another rule for you to know. Reasonable suspicion is less robust than probable cause. Uh, and this is where I think this is where I'm like, all right. So if I'm within 100 miles of a border and you don't speak any English, right. is that reasonable suspicion? Or even if I hear you speaking just not English, is that a reasonable suspicion? Um, I mean, if I have like a, a Jamaican or a Caribbean accent, a West Caribbean accent, West Indies accent, does that make me suspicious? I, is that I, reasonable I will, suspicion? I know friends of mine who were Navajo, so like the least immigrated person ever, who would get yeah. stopped by Border Patrol and asked for proof of citizenship. <laughs> How dare you? You're my goddamn land. No. <laughs> and they You're were just like, you, you first. <laughs> yeah. But that's the thing is that just just by virtue of being brown, even yeah. though they were like literally the least immigrant type person in America, because they're, they're like, my family's been here for 10,000 years. When did you get here? Like, Agreed. Yeah. No, I, it's I'm with just you being this. brown is... Uh, you know, to a lot of these border patrol agents is a reason to stop you. And I think that's where I have, and it's, it's whose reason, right? Right. Because they're saying it's reasonable cause. Okay, well, whose reason? Is it the reason of uh, 12 white people? Because I feel like it's it's going to be because I'm brown and that's going to be okay. Is it the reason of, of brown people? Because it's not going to be okay. So whose reason are we leaning on uh, right. is what I'd say for that. Which, by the way, uh, I should have said this initially, but this is all from ACLU. So uh, yeah, we're not telling you stuff that you can't actually learned from um yeah. an immigration officer by the way cannot search you or your belongings without either probable cause a little bit uh stronger so probable cause means that we think there's a crime happening or your consent which by the way if they ask if they can look through your stuff you should never say yes you should always play yeah. no no like you need to have a reason for why you're going through my shit always even if you have quote unquote nothing to hide just say no right because it's just a, it's a violation of your privacy and you don't have to go through that um and also like you don't know what you have that is going to be held against you as a thing like you may have things that in your bags that you feel are completely innocent but then all of a sudden oh okay well this thing yeah. is murder weapon this is blah or suddenly stuff is in your bags and you don't know how it got there oh no so yeah yeah cops have stuff on them all the time you'd be surprised what they find in your shit which is why you should always say don't no you can't search my stuff not without consent yep you can't be arrested without probable cause so an immigration officer cannot arrest you it has to be probable cause and it has to be probable cause that you are committing have committed a violation of immigration law or federal law Federal law is where it gets dicey, though, because, like, if you have weed, you're going to jail. <laughs> right. You're going to get caught. It's, it, you, they got you. Uh, which is why we go back to our first thing. Don't let them search your shit. <laughs> like, if you have weed and you're in a place uh, that you know, even though it's legal in the States, if they search your shit, they can arrest you for marijuana based on federal law, which is bullshit. Oh, yeah. You just, oh, I ha- I smelled a smell. <laughs> Oh, well, I, I think they were smoking. Uh, which I is, smell again, something. Bullshit. Well, how do you know what drugs smell like, sir? Here's some other things that you should know. Uh, if you're an immigrant and you're listening to this, um, by the way, first of all, being silent 
does not is not probable cause, nor is it reasonable suspicion. Your race and your ethnicity alone are not enough for probable cause or reasonable suspicion. But I think the thing that we're saying and and that we should note is uh, in court, this is correct, uh, but you got to make it a court. Right. And the, the thing that concerns me is that while... Sorry, I'm officers, just laughing because the entire island of Hawaii is a border. Yeah, just the full island, just a just border, the whole just a island. big ass border. Yep. They don't even want to be here. They don't even... <laughs> they asked. They asked multiple times to leave. <laughs> they said, "Please, um, we youth overthrew our queen. We do not like this." And yeah. now we're like, you know what? Though we can. <laughs> Search yeah, we're gonna, you. We're gonna, we can search you for reasonable suspicion. Uh, which, by the way, I feel bad for someone who's like Native Hawaiian and yeah gets pulled over. It's like f- it's the same. It, it's like fuck you, bro. Like you literally overthrew our entire way of life um, and arguably uh, turned us into just basically a cash cow for you. And now you're you're fucking stopping me. But anyway, all right. So yeah. here's some things you should keep in mind. If an agent asks you for documents, what you need to provide will differ depending upon your immigration status. Uh, for instance, if you are a U.S. citizen, you do not have to carry proof of citizenship on your person if you are in the United States. So uh, at no point, if an immigration officer like prove that you're a, uh, you know, what's your basically if he's like ask you for papers, like you know, if you're a citizen, you can basically tell him go fuck yourself. I, I am a citizen. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, maybe not tell him that. I feel like that's that's going too far. But you you <laughs> don't have to have proof of citizenship if you're in the United States. Uh, if you have have valid immigration documents and are over the age of 18, the law does require you to carry those documents on you. Uh, this is where I was saying the difference between like American law and law, uh, I guess immigration law in another place. Immigration yeah. law in another place, every citizen, everyone who's in their country is required to have a form of ID on them all the time. Here in America, United States citizens are not required to carry ID, but immigrants are, which is kind of bullshit when you think about it, but whatever. Uh, if you have valid do- immigration documents and are over the age of 18, the law does require you to carry those documents on you. If you are asked by an immigration agent to produce them, it is advisable to show the documents to the agent or you do, or you will risk being arrested. If you are an immigrant without documents, you can decline the officer's request. An agent may likely, likely ask you more questions if you decline a request. No matter what category you fall into, you should never provide false documents to immigration officials because that's a much bigger crime. Right. Uh, <clears throat> And then it says people who have entered the U.S. without inspection by an immigration official may be subject to expedited removal from the U.S. Uh, An expedited removal is a summary deportation that bypasses immigration judge. Uh, So essentially, if you enter the United States and you uh, didn't without an inspection, basically you cross the border without going through an access point, you can just be removed. No judge. No judge. Yeah. Uh, Though I think this brings us to something that is interesting. So this is a lot of goddamn power. Right. Yeah. When you think about it, uh, so like it's it's reasonable. First of all, reasonable suspicion. I can search you without a warrant for reasonable suspicion. Um, I can detain you with reasonable suspicion, and it's it's specific facts that makes it reasonable to believe that I have committed or are committing a violation of an immigration law or federal law. So reasonable suspicion. I smell marijuana in the area. Right. Federal law. Now let's get to searching. Uh, and th- when you think about like, and, and to be fair, uh, cause I, well, so I basically, to this. W- so basically what you're saying, because 
federal law dictates the um, it, federal law is in charge of borders, even though Seattle is in mm-hmm. a place that marijuana is legal, they yep. can still stop you for drug related stuff. Yeah. Well, a few things. I think it, de- it de- I, so I think it depends on, oh man, this is where it gets dicey. I wish I had a lawyer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I wish Get your I had phone a lawyer. book out. Oh my God. Where's the phone book? I need to call a lawyer. Uh, so I, I, it's, According to what the ACLU has here, and the way that I'm going to understand this, is that, uh, yeah, um, reasonable suspicion in this case, it can't be a hunch or gut feeling. An agent must have specific facts about you that make it reasonable to believe you are committing or committed a violation of immigration law or federal law. And what I'm saying is that I feel like there's a a firm loophole there with the federal law, especially when it comes to marijuana, because in so many states it is legal, uh, but it is also uh, still illegal in many of those states from a federal law standpoint and having a certain amount on you like you may not get prosecuted by the city but if a border patrol decides to like use that as a reason to detain you and then search your belongings use as a reason to like arrest you i don't know how much leeway you really have i 100 don't and and i think that's what i'm saying so what i would say is and this is something a way i feel about this in general because i just i i every time i smoke in public i have this thought process in my head of like i really don't have a lot of like legal recourse here i'm not wealthy enough to beat this case right i'm just taking a risk because i want to be high right now (laughs) (laughs) and i gotta figure out how to get there yeah yeah but yeah it's it's and i mean like i i don't I don't smoke, and in Seattle, like for the most part, people leave you alone because it's Seattle. But I feel like I've heard horror stories of people like that's in not areas true though. That's not true because I in Seattle I have to smoke outside of my apartment now because I mean I've always I'm not supposed to smoke in my apartment, but now I have to smoke farther away from my apartment because apparently it goes into people's windows. But then the further away I go from my apartment, then I have people like rolling up on me in the night yeah. in their cars and being like, um. Like, can I help you with something? And I'm like, also, no, like, you can help me get high before I go to bed. I'm just trying to smoke my yeah, weed. Also and I'm the like, the entire point of smoking. If I have to go outside at night in the in the element to smoke, what's the point? I'm smoking <laughs> to get away from this stuff, not to get deeper into it. Like, it's ah, oh, that's the worst. But no, I, so I think it's it's there's there's a lot of weird ass gray area here, but it's right. it's an enormous amount of power. I think where all it takes is just reasonable suspicion, and then uh, I don't have I can detain you. I can with probable cause. I can arrest you, and I think there is it, it, it's where they feel like it is probable. So that's where right. after I've searched, you know, uh, well if, if you are a U.S. citizen, I don't know if the immigration officer can detain you. Uh, right. I feel like the answer is yes because. Uh, and this is a weird anecdote, but I have friends who've been arrested by game wardens before. Yeah. Because they can, I think we've talked about this on the show. Game wardens. Up, yeah. A game warden can straight up and down arrest you. And it can be a non-game related incident. Like it, it, it doesn't have to be like, yeah. are you shooting quail? You're not supposed to be doing that. Click, click. It Because typically those are fines. It can 100% be like, oh, I was out here. I was checking your fish and I found a brick of marijuana. So now you're going to jail. Maybe not a brick, but you, you see what I'm saying? Like it's right. it's there. Like the option is there for them. And if I had to guess, I would err on the side. If I had to err, let's say it that way. If I had to make a decision, I would err on the side of not doing anything that is federally illegal around an immigration or, or border patrol officer. So there's yeah. so many, so many places. It's Yeah. I mean, look. I don't think they're going to kick in the door of your house to stop you from smoking a joint. I, I don't think that's going to happen. Which, by the way, you shouldn't smoke joints inside anyway. It's terrible for the house. But, like, <laughs> it is. I, I smoke all my joints Just outside. Get a spoof. Like, oh, oh, oh. 
Ah, <laughs> that, that <laughs> reminder of what's happening to my lungs. You want me to get that? No. <laughs> that, that very visual reminder of what I'm doing to myself. Why would I do that? Yeah, <laughs> um, it's good. That, it's good for you. It's good to just look at it and be like, yeah, that's what you're doing to your lungs, boy. No, uh, that, I'm sidetracked. But the, the point I want to make is this. I think uh, it's a dangerous amount of power for and for what is been proven to be an abusive and cruel like institution and right. what i found out after uh doing some research about the border patrol it, well a couple things uh first of all uh, i found out that the border patrol has been around since 1924 as an actual established entity uh I, before then people just like you know roamed around the border on horses uh with white uh masks and torches and uh harassed brown people uh right. actually roamed the countryside not just the border because uh, it was the clan before it was just the clan it was the clan and just you know concerned citizens uh who were members of the clan also were just kind of roaming around doing that it was kind of like vigilantes right then but that was because uh v did you know at one point, you could just walk into America. Did you know that? Let's start there. Did you know you could just yeah. walk into America at one point? Like, just straight up and down, just be like, bam, bam, I'm in America, baby. And you didn't have to, like, you, you could just, it was just, it was like a straight up and down for real land of opportunity. You just put a foot in and then you just go, you go, you go do whatever. Uh, occasionally, you run into a town where they'd be like, laws, and you have to do some stuff that they said. But if you went far enough out, you don't have to worry about that. You do whatever. You shoot whoever, right. you kill whoever, you eat whoever. <laughs> <laughs> You do whatever. I don't know why I immediately went to cannibalism, but you do whatever. <laughs> uh, that's what America was. Donner then, party, like, baby. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, uh, something changed. Do you know what changed? What? Have you? Do you know about the Mexican-American War? I heard of it. Okay. So the Mexican-American War uh, happened in the late 1800s. To make it really simple, America won. And what happened is uh, America actually took, I want to say, Nevada, New Mexico, parts of California, like a giant swath of Mexico from Mexico, and it became the United States. Right. And then they paid Mexico, I want to say, $13 million in gold for it. It was part right. of the, the Treaty of Guadalupe Hidalgo. Now, I want to say that was in 1875, but it's been a while since I've seen it, so I'm going to quickly look that up as I'm talking about it. Uh, but the what happened is that uh, a lot of places... 1848. Wow, I was way off on that. <laughs> Places. <laughs> um, I was right about the states, though. California, Nevada, Utah, New Mexico, Arizona, most of Arizona and Colorado, parts of Oklahoma, Kansas, and Wyoming. 55% of Mexico's territory went to America because they basically lost this war. That's how we lost. Is that how we got Texas? No, no, no. That uh, They relinquished <laughs> their claims. They relinquished all their claims to Texas, but Texas was a whole nother. Got it. Basically, they had, they, they had already lost. Texas kind of freed itself. <laughs> <laughs> They were just like, we're Texas. But uh, so what happened is all this territory that belonged to Mexico flipped to the United States. And then a Whoa. whole bunch of brown people who were in those places, they didn't leave. It wasn't like they're like, right. oh, no, they the United States are coming. They were just now they're, United, they're in the United States now. <laughs> and it was like an influx of just brown people. And white people were like, hold up. <laughs> um, wait, what the fuck? Uh, and then that's right. when there was like a lot more emphasis on immigration. And shortly after that, in 1924, the Immigration Act of 1924 or the Johnson Reed Act happened. It's a, uh, oof. We, you know what? <laughs> Let's go to break. Uh, yeah. Because the Immigration Act, the Immigration Act of 1924 was racist as fuck. And yeah. I think we, we can start with that. It was racist as fuck. Let's go to break. When we come back from break, let's talk about the Immigration Act of 1924 um, and how racism essentially turned the Border Patrol into a militant force. <laughs> we'll be back All after right. break. All right. Hooray. Yeah. That's the right enthusiasm. <laughs> 
frown town, 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 frown town. We're back. Welcome back to Frown Town. When's the album coming out, bro? Oh my god, we gotta do a Frown Town album. So it'll be nothing but the hits. <laughs> Just am I your Frown Town? <laughs> All nothing these but the hits. Laws get me down. <laughs> Hello, Frown Town, once again. <laughs> yeah. My favorite part will be the lyrics where it's my girl just, wants to frown all the time, frown all the time, frown all the time. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh my god! <coughs> yeah, album, uh, album's yes, coming. One hundred percent need to do that. <laughs> I'm never gonna frown again. No. Um, <laughs> 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 I always feel like it's almost too close to the original. <laughs> that one feels Amazing. like that one gets me. That one gets me sued. Uh, <laughs> hey, welcome back to Frown Town. Um, before we went to break, uh, we we were talking about Border Patrol and how we all came to know more like Twitter, more like Border Patrol. <laughs> Wait, what? Like, are you like you're booing them? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. boo. Uh, Thumbs down. I thought you were saying Booty Patrol, and I was like, wait, that's a different no, thing. No, no. It's a much different thing. Oh, that's that's yeah. that's a that's a really hot set of police officers. <laughs> that's what that is. Uh, that makes you question how much you really want to fuck the police. Um, <laughs> before we went to break, uh, we were talking about how the border patrol within a hundred miles of the border uh, basically can search your shit warrantlessly with uh, reasonable suspicion, um, which is. Wild. I realize saying warrantlessly Which, makes it sound like they're just like searching recklessly. But what I mean is they can search without warrant as long as they have reasonable suspicion. And yeah, two out of three yeah, of like, Americans. Like, oh, I have a, a, there is a smell or you are brown. Yeah. Well, so race can't be it. That th- th- Theoretically. Uh, and it's, it's, well, God, I hate in the real world. Yes. In, yeah. In the real world. Yes. By law. No. So like by law, you right. can't look at me and be like, look at that brown person. But in the real world all the time, they're like, look at that brown person. Yeah. But and then could later, they be like, they could be like, he has dreads, totally yeah. drugs. Pull him over. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. That's, I think that all the time. Actually, that, that man, that man, six foot six in a mini Cooper. That's illegal. Pull him over. <laughs> I, I do like that they can tell how tall I am in my car. That's <laughs> super impressive. Um, yeah. We knew he was too big for that car. <laughs> yeah. I get arrested for getting out of the car. It's like, oh, no. No, 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 no. No, no, no. No, no, no. It's, it's too big. It's too big. Put your hands in the car. No, 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 no. No one. No, no. You're doing something illegal. No, 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 no. It's, your car is too small. You're too big. We just, no, no. We're just going to run Jay, you in. Jay is all the clowns in the clown car, but it's yeah. just that you get out at one time. <laughs> it's just me. <laughs> uh, the, 
the thing we ended up before we went to break is how the border patrol got started and it started because of the immigration act of 1924 and i was saying before we went to break how i couldn't find any of the like actual language of the 1924 uh, immigration act uh slash right. the johnson reed act um and then i did a little bit more searching because then it hit me why don't you just look for the johnson reed act and then i did oh. and so i found yep i found uh where they actually quote someone did like an analysis so this is immigrationhistory.org has an analysis and also the text of of the uh, Johnson Reed Act. And specifically, they have the numerical limitations that are in section 11 of this act. This act is like mad races. And when I first start reading this part of it, it's going to sound like it's not. You're going to be like, oh, no, this sounds like it's just reasonable. But it's it's it's, it's racist. <laughs> it doesn't sound bad. Like, ho- hold your powder on this one. Uh, so I'm going to start. Right. With, yeah, yeah, it's bad. Uh, so here it is. There's a quota that was set into place. And like we talked about, this basically happened because the United States uh, had a lot more brown people. The border was pretty much wide open. And they were like, yo, uh, as white people, we don't want uh, this many brown people, and I'm including uh, Asians with that. We don't want this many brown people in our country. So uh, in this act, what they did is that they set a quota. They said the quota of any nationality shall be 2%. And this is a quota of how many people were, by the way, are going to let into the country. So the quota okay. should be 2% of the number of foreign-born individuals of such nationality resident in continental United States as determined by the United States Census of 1890. But the minimum quota of any nationality shall be 100. So they were like, look, the minimum will always be 100. We will always let 100 people from your country into the United States. This, by the way, was in uh, 1924. (laughs) I guess 100 people (laughs) had a greater impact, but now that is a laughable number. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's laughable. It's like we're always at a hundred people in. But what they did is that they were like, look, uh, the annual quota of any nationality for the fiscal year beginning nineteen July first, nineteen twenty seven, shall be a number which bears the same ratio to one hundred fifty thousand as the number of inhabitants in the continent of the United States in nineteen and nineteen twenty. So essentially, they were like, look, uh, just preserve these ratios. Uh, one hundred to one hundred fifty thousand was the ratio that they they had in place. So the minimum is a hundred. Minimum is a hundred. So by default. Uh, and I, I could do the math. I'm not gonna, but I could. That's what you need to know. So <laughs> what's lovely about this is that there's a table that helps you break down uh, nationalities of that, that are included in this. So like, for example, uh, if you are Egyptian, that's in uh, Africa, uh, 100. You can have 100. There's minimum quota. Armenia, uh, 100. New Zealand, 100. It's like, all right, so just the minimum quota. So if you're looking at this and you're like, all right, so uh, are there any countries where it's more than the minimum quota? Yes. Austria, 1,413. Belgium, 1,304. Czechoslovakia, uh, which is now, I guess, the Republic of Czech and Slovakia now, but uh, 2,874. <laughs> yeah, they're two different countries now. I like that they also, Iraq, Iraq is also in uh, parentheses is listed as Mesopotamia. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is from 1924. It's, it's old. Uh, real messed up. There's two Cameroons. That should be fun. Um, <laughs> uh, Denmark, uh, 1,181. Uh, France, 3,086. Germany, 25,957. Great That's Britain, a lot Northern more. Ireland, 65,721. That's like how many people lived in Great Britain at the time. Yeah. I'm fairly so certain. So the, the UK, they're like, look, if you all want to come, you can. You can bring everyone. And then that's just the UK. In Ireland, the South, was it South Ireland? Is it just Ireland? I don't know what Ireland. Irish the Irish Free State. Northern Ireland is the part of the UK. They're traitors. Yeah. 
I'm, I don't know what the south part of Ireland calls it. Is it just Ireland? It's just now? called Ireland, bro. It's, it's just it's Ireland. It's called the Irish Free. Yeah, it's just called the Irish Free State here, and I know that's not correct. Seventeen thousand eight hundred fifty-three. <laughs> so if you just take that one island, <laughs> you're looking at somewhere you around know seventy thousand. Okay, wait. No, no, never mind. Uh, uh, okay, so the like the population of the UK in 1930 was forty-six thousand people. <laughs> So they were like, yo, we'll take more people from Britain <laughs> like, than are possible. They're like, make more people. Make more yeah. people. Well, that is where white people are made at. We'll t- <laughs> yes, that is the white people factory is the UK. That is where white people are made at. The- Ireland Russia, also, 2700. you know, it- it's 2700. Just, it's and then okay. like, okay, so so at this point, I will say this. There are a lot of uh, Chinese and Japanese people in the United States at this point. So many such so that they literally wrote laws to exclude them from getting land. And so... Yeah, they also had the Chinese Exclusion Act in the late 1800s. Right. And that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm referring to. So you would think that in this law, they would at least be above the minimum. Like, throw them an extra hundred, right? Like, what is... uh, At at these states, at (laughs) 65,000... I just saw that China, you only get a hundred Chinese people. (laughs) A hundred. Japan. A hundred. Uh, Oman, Which is a hundred. Okay, but Nepal, also a hundred. Like based Every on place the is populations, Asian. they're like we're taking a hundred people from Japan, this very small island nation, but we're also yeah. only taking a hundred people from China, which is arguably one of the most populous places, <laughs> largest countries in the world. It was not. It was not about how many people were in the United States already. This was specifically to limit uh, the influx of Asian citizens. And so if you right. and if you go through the list and you pull uh, specifically the Asian countries, they're all at the minimum. Uh, right. India, which again, one of the most populous countries in the world. Well, you know, they 100. needed to let all the Irish people in because who else was going to be the cops? You know what I mean? Fucking Greece need- is at 307. <laughs> <laughs> Hungary is at 869. Latvia. Nice. Fucking Latvia is at 236. And they were like, yo. Well, yeah, Latvians Japan, are very pale. Yeah, and, and that's, that's the point. I feel like Poland being at 6,500 is uh, mad. Although I, 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 do, I, do, I do have to say, uh, it, you know, in 1929, you're allowing almost 26,000 Germans into the United States. Maybe that's like a bad call. Yeah, for- <laughs> then you wonder why so much of the United States was like, we don't want to get involved in the war. You wonder why so many of them were. Also, I find it interesting, like both Switzerland and Sweden. Sweden has 3,300. Switzerland has 1,700. Uh, mm-hmm. It's it's a it's just it's just wild. Uh, so as you go through this, what you find out is they really went out of their way to exclude uh, Asian and brown people from immigrating to the United States. But there's one country that's not on this list, V. Uh, that oh, is nowhere yeah? to be found. Where? What is, is it? Look at the. So first of all, it's not exhaustive, as you can see. This is not an exhaustive. It's a list. very Obviously, small there are list. Other countries. There are other countries. There's lots of other about, places. I'm sure there's so, countries that existed yeah. that don't even exist anymore. That. Yeah, like what was Peru uh, in 1929? I don't even, was it just I think it the was other Peru. Americas? Was it just the Indian? I don't know, but there is a country that is not on this list. Uh, and I'll give you a hint. It's between, it should be between Liechtenstein. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, sorry, and Monaco. Oh. 
Is it Mexico? Ah, it is Mexico. The Republic of <laughs> Mexico. Uh, nowhere to be found on this list because there was wow. no quota for Mexico. Yeah. No quota. No quota so for Mexico you, because we had such a that tight, means tight relationship. You could have as many Mexicans per- people as you want Mexicans, Mexicans coming in Mexican. as yeah. you want. I'm, I'm going to say it like I'm in the Disney production of Zorro. Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say it right. It's in the Disney production. Is whitewashed entirely. Um, sure, <laughs> but no. It, the The reason for this, uh, quite frankly, is is actually uh, it's hilarious, but it also is why the border patrol exists now. So the reason why um, Mexico isn't included in this is because Texas needed labor. Oh, Texas! Yeah, Texas needed labor, and here's what you should know about Texas. Something wrong is going on. It was going on in Texas. That doesn't. No, seem... no, no, no. Nothing wrong. What? Nothing wrong at all. Uh, it's just that <laughs> Texas has been one of the largest economies in America for a very long time. It's a big <laughs> place. It's a big place. Have you ever driven across Texas? No, because I mean, it who takes has the a gas? whole day. I will it say this: it takes a whole uh, day, and it costs a lot of money. Quick, quick pop quiz: which is bigger, Texas or Alaska? Alaska. Yeah, you're right. A lot of people think Texas. Texas is actually like the it's because second. the maps. It's because the maps yeah. are drawn improperly. They're drawn. It just to goes make back because all the maps bigger. are drawn in Texas. No. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. That's where they make the calculators too, man. What if math yeah. is wrong? It one hundred percent math is <laughs> math is so right wing. No, um, so, uh, before I slander math anymore, uh, what is my TI eighty three trying to tell me? Yeah, it's it's like that's a calculator, closing, right? Yeah, it's trying to close the borders. That's what it's doing. Um, so Mexico wasn't included because uh, Texas needed Mexican migrants. Um, yeah. The thing that was weird about this, though, is, okay, so uh, the Border Patrol did not think, because it was mainly farmers and ranchers who didn't mm-hmm. think that Texas, Arizona, New Mexico, and California needed Mexican migrants. They think they thought, basically, push out, because remember, we were talking about the uh, the Mexican, Mexican-American War. We took a whole bunch of stuff, and so now there's just like Mexican people here uh, who are now just like, all right, cool, so you're American now. Well, they were like, no, no, no. Push them out, send them back to what is now what we think of Mexico now, because we made that. Mexico was a much larger country, and we made them right. into that. So wild when you think about it. But it was like, no, push and, those motherfuckers and, out. You know, no, and and, and it, it's, oh, why are these yeah, border patrol agents getting native people mixed up with Mexican people? It's almost like... <laughs> yeah. yeah and so like <laughs> essentially like we, like we literally centralized central america like we we were like no 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 no. you're this is this is north america now baby so um what they did is is uh they wanted this to be included in the act but it wasn't because it wasn't uh white supremacists infiltrated the u.s border patrol that was established in 1924 and if you're like asking Uh-oh. how they did that um they did it by just uh being white that, that's 100 <laughs> percent how you you do that you you don't have to you can't be, you can in 1924 really arguably now but in 1924 you could 100 really infiltrate like, it so they as really much as just infiltrate they just apply it for jobs basically that's <laughs> what they did they were like oh y'all hired and they're like yeah they're like cool and and then they got jobs and and really in 1924 you could 100 be like i hate brown people i hate black people and still be a 
productive member of society because everyone I mean, was kind of on that train. you can be that way in 2022 as well. That's what I was saying. Arguably, you could do it in 2022. <laughs> like, there's, there's still articles uh, where they're like, we found this one police officer who was part of the Proud Boys. And it was like, come on, bro. Um, okay, so because of that, the Border Patrol became essentially like a mobile KKK. <laughs> no, that's even worse than the regular one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and uh, it just, it just, it became wild. It, it just went, it went out of control. Um, there was a point where uh, the United States tried to like fix it, but in classic United States fashion, we made it worse first. Oh right? no. We so here's what happened. That. There's all this Border Patrol nonsense happening. And instead of being like, yo, we need to do something about the Border Patrol agents who are just going through beating the shit out of people who come to the country. Uh, you can't do that. They didn't do anything wrong. Instead of being like, let's stop them from beating the shit out of people. Uh, they decided to just make it a crime to enter the country. Uh, so in 1929. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. 1929. <clears throat> Congress put a prohibition in place on informal border cross. So what they said was that at his cu- at his at his at his heart the idea was to just modernize the US immigration system by compelling every immigrant to apply for entry, right? Mm. Um so the idea is like instead of just you get to come in and then if we find out about you, you, you we got to be like, "Yo, who are you? How did you get here?" It was just like, "Look, just apply. Apply to get in, come in." Um so that that was to modernize it, uh which I mean, I get it. But also like, okay, so what happened is, uh, I mean, like, I, I understand it, but it's also like, like by making it a crime. So essentially, uh, 1929, Congress passed legislation that made coming into the United States a um, a misdemeanor. So Uh-oh. crossing uh, into a misdemeanor. And then I, I, it's, it's, uh, it was passed by Coleman Livingston Bleas. Uh, and his bill, unlawfully entering the country, would be a misdemeanor, while unlawfully returning to the United States after deportation would be a felony. So your first time is a misdemeanor, your second time is a felony. It also, uh, that act in 1924 that we talked about, did not establish this initially, but I should have. It allowed deportation if you crossed without uh, inspection. So essentially, uh, if you came in and we found you and you didn't come in through like application, you could be deported without question, without cause, without, it's just like, nope, you're not supposed to be here. Get out. Well, and did they do this, like, uh, did they do a marketing campaign to let people know that this was the the new rules or were they yeah. just like, we're going to change it? Oh, and that was fuck a massive, them. massive ad campaign on every television screen in the country. Uh, <laughs> all one of them. <laughs> on the radio, they was just like, hear ye, hear ye. If you're brown, we're going to get you. Like, that's what it <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but the, uh, the, what happened was the, the idea was, okay, so they needed Mexican immigrants, right? So we need Mexican immigrants right. in Texas. The problem is, is that if they come in now, the Border Patrol uh, is just harassing anyone who comes in. Uh, right. But there's not really like a reason for them to harass them other than just, we don't like brown people. Um, like we talked about, if you you can't just harass people all the time. So what they did is that they were like, if we can get them to come in in a stream that we can monitor and track and control where when we need immigrants, we can turn it on and bring them in. And when we don't need immigrants, we can turn it off a la a faucet. Then this is better. A people faucet. A people faucet. A brown people faucet. Typically, when your faucet spits out brown, it's not good. But in this case, brown is what you want. If they could do that, they could basically just turn off and turn on and monitor an authorized stream of immigrants when they needed them. So they thought that making criminals out of uh, people who immigrated into the United States would solve the problem. Uh, so let's talk about did how, it? what happened. Did, did it help? Did it work? Immigration Act of March 4th, 1929 was passed. 
And by 1930, the United States Attorney General reported prosecuting 7,001 cases of unlawful entry, which feels like, okay, now it's working. People are right. getting caught entering. Uh, it's only 7,000. It's not that many. But that way, now they'll start going that we've caught some in 1930. We'll prosecute these. But now we'll start telling people, go through the, the proper channels. Uh, by the end of the 1930s, U.S. United States attorneys had prosecuted more than 44,000 cases. Wow. Yep. Throughout the 1930s, Mexicans never comprised fewer than 85% of all immigration prisoners. In some okay, years, so that number was 99%. Much... 99? That's like some, statistically immigration improbable. Yep. And it was because... Uh, I feel like they had to try really hard to get that number. And what ended up happening is that tens of thousands of Mexicans were convicted of unlawfully entering or re-entering the United States. Mm. Uh, so they had to build new prisons. They built three new prisons. Uh, Latuna oh, no. Prison in El Paso. Prison camp number 10 in Tucson and Terminal Island in Los Angeles. The second one, they didn't even give it a name. Yeah, there was like prison camp number ten. We don't have time. We gotta. We got way too many people. We got in prison camp. I don't know why, but a prison camp. It doesn't sound like. Sounds very Nazi. It doesn't sound like a building. You know, it sounds. sounds, Yeah, it's it it sounds hot. It doesn't sound like a place that is air conditioned. Uh, well, it makes you feel any better. It's, I mean, come on. It's in Tucson, Arizona. Of course, it's all those things. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so here's the thing, V. This isn't all bad. World War II no, happened. No, it's not. Uh-oh. And then, then during Hitler. World War II, we, we stopped. Yeah, we were like, we got to go fight the Nazis over there as opposed to the ones here. Um, and so then <laughs> we went to Germany. Actually, fun uh, fact, Hitler got all, a lot of his ideas from uh, people, um, eugenicists yeah. in America. Yeah, America. Uh, Nazis are the worst. They're still here. Yep. And because there was a war happening and because they needed Mexican workers, they stopped putting so many people in jail. They stopped prosecuting so many people. A lot of the, a lot of the uh, a lot of the attorneys were uh, you know prosecuting war criminals or in some cases they like got drafted to go fight themselves if they were young oh, and healthy. No. You know you know how that works. Um, oh, I don't so, think being an attorney is a great place like to be like attorney to soldier. I'm just I'm thinking in the war movie the that the attorney the attorney <laughs> is the one who's like I don't think that these are the rules of engagement and everybody's like shut the fuck up like it's. I feel like the attorney's the one who gets shot first. He's got the glasses. He's like, I hope I get to see Betty Sue. Pow. He's gone. He's gone. Um, I, so, I, as, a, as a big last man, I feel that in yeah. my soul. I, yeah, I'm currently well, I am too. just- tr- I also wear glasses. I'm, just, I'm trying to stock up. Yeah, but if you don't have your glasses on you, can you function? Yeah. I cannot. I have lost. Ooh. I have severe ADD. I have lost my keys. I have lost my wallet. I have lost my fucking mind. But you know what I've never lost are my glasses. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Because it's really, actually, I, I lose my glasses from time to time because it's hard to see them without them. But I yes. can drive without my glasses. I Yeah, that was a mistake. My, my last pair of glasses, they were uh, made out of clear acetate. Big mistake. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck with that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> You put those down, they just disappear like a chameleon. Yeah, they look great on my (laughs) face, but on the floor, they just look like the floor. (laughs) Um, So here's something that's interesting. That trend of it being not a big deal, of it being kind of low, continued uh, until, if you'll remember, we had a war on terror uh, in 2005 by the W, Mm. George W. Bush uh, administration. And so- Uh, Yep, the W- the W, uh, directed U.S. attorneys to adopt an enforcement with consequences strategy. And so, in 2009, U.S. attorneys prosecuted more than 50,000 cases of unlawful entry or reentry at the border. 
which is wow. really stupid. Yep. So here's what happened. George W. Bush left office. Obama came into office. Brown dude, black dude. You think he'd be like super cool and be like, hey, let's stop being shitty. <laughs> he did this thing. <laughs> and I don't know if this is true or not. The way that this article frames it is that they continued uh, the same strategy as the George W. Bush administration, betting that aggressive border enforcement would help bring congress to adopt comprehensive immigration reform <laughs> i think this is just us not wanting to talk shit about obama a little bit right like it's just like yeah. ah! he didn't mean it he was just trying to he had a he had a game plan he was trying to he i feel like we do that we do that so much like no no he had an arbor he had a plan like and, and i'm not taking anything away from him george w bush yeah i'm not trying to take anything <laughs> away from him uh as a president Yes, we all liked him. He's a cool dude, and we still like him. And and he 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 arguably not as evil as he could have been. However, <laughs> like, <laughs> however, let's not pretend like still he pretty, didn't do a lot of still, still pretty, pretty bad. Evil. Still, still pretty, pretty evil. bad. Uh, I feel like it's enough time has passed now uh, where hopefully my mom will forgive me for saying that. But <laughs> he, 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 uh, he was not good. He was not good. He in and, and, and even if this was his game plan, if his game plan was to push Congress into adopting comprehensive immigration reform, my question to him is uh, when Congress flipped to that Republican, to the Republican f- part, you should have quit that then because that right. now is not going to work. Now all you're doing is just being a dick. Yeah. So like yeah. what? Yeah, like you lost Congress two years in. Why didn't you just change then? Yep. Otherwise, this might just be bullshit. I think this might be bullshit. <laughs> so what happened is that uh, by 2015, prosecutions for unlawful entry and reentry accounted for 49% of all federal prosecutions. And federal gov- the federal government had Christ. spent at least $7 billion U.S. billion to lock up unlawful border crossers. So much money. And as of 2017, uh, as of 2017 Latin- Latinx people led by Mexicans and Central Americans make up 90 or excuse me made up 92% of all immigrants in prison for unlawful entry and reentry. Well, I hate that. We criminalize crossing the border because of racism. We even like the entire Immigration Act exists because of racism. So like, yeah. you know when conservatives were like, we need to hold on to the traditions of this country. It's fucking racism. This is the country of racism. You want to hold on to racism. And if you like, we got to keep the border strong. That's racism talking. Yeah. So my question is, V, do we need to keep the border strong? Like, I don't, like, I'm not saying, like, I get that, like, you can't have a country where uh, <laughs> people just waltz in. I'm down for entry, but I think, uh, it's been well documented how difficult it is to actually gain access to this country. I personally, uh, as somebody who smokes weed, I okay. think the idea, <laughs> this is what I'm coming at it from. You smoke of the weed. The okay. idea that you step, you take three steps to the left or three steps to the right determines your ability to be a free human being is uh, unconscionable to me. Okay, but- to be fair, we killed a lot of we killed a lot of Mexicans in the Mexican-American War for that. So <laughs> Yeah, but I disagree with that also. I do too. Like, I I you know, disagree you, with it. You know what I used to think when I was younger is uh so you know when you're driving across state lines and it says yeah. goodbye from welcome Washington to, and then it's yeah. like and then like a few minutes later it'll be like welcome to Idaho. I used yeah. to think that the space in between those two signs was Oh, was a line. The line? <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. No, I I I used to do that too. Uh because if you look but at the map, it's, it's the same size as the, the highway line. line. It's yeah. not the line. It's literally like you can be standing in one yeah. jurisdiction you sh- and then be yeah, you could put 5 feet, feet like not, you there could put are a foot in 
You can put the, a foot the, in one the, state and a foot in another state. You can do that. I think I think when people think about borders, they're always thinking about like, oh, well, these people are coming in illegally here from here, blah, 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 blah. But okay. Okay. It doesn't make sense that you can't just like take a walk because like it used to be that uh, there are parts of the United States that don't have a fence that yeah, you can well, just walk into walk the United States. Now. But there are places. Well, a lot of those places are like natural boundaries or there's places where they, they have disputes where they can't take land. Uh, and we talked yeah. about that with eminent domain. And we, we got a wrap too, by the way. But here's the thing I'll say. I get from, and, and I guess fr- from the standpoint of sovereignty, I understand why a nation would want to be able to control how many people come into it. And the reason for that is because uh, for a couple really solid reasons uh there's a limited amount of resources within your country and as we've proven um even though i, I know we, we all want to be all altruistic towards everyone and i'm down for altruism uh what i think is in the world we live in we can we've proven that there are bad actors in the world what? and also yeah and uh just just for shits and gigs let's not pretend like uh the last what 400 years of america didn't happen so there are some people who have you know legitimate reasons to be mad at us but like yeah <laughs> <laughs> like, like, including like, there are people, many of the citizens within America. There are people. There are people who have, like, like right now, there are people who, if they saw me in the street, one hundred percent would be justified and punch me in the face, one hundred percent. But if I see that punch coming, I'm not going to stand and take it, even though I know they're justified. I'm going to put a hand up and block it. So what I'm saying is, is there are some people <laughs> who are justifiable in wanting to destroy America. Yes, one hundred percent. And should we try to Hell do yeah. something to rectify that? Yes, if we not blow them up. We should try to make reparations of some sort just to try to assuage that but until we do that there's a real reason for being like all right so let's make sure we know who's coming through having said that i think the my issue will always first and foremost be with the quota system uh that was put in place in the 1920s um with limiting specific immigration from another place because it always kind of stems into racism and nationalism which I'm, i'm not into um and i also think like there's a difference between like knowing who is in your borders so that you have enough resources to provide for them and using your borders as a filter to maintain a racial dominance. And I think that's mm-hmm. where, I, I think there there needs to be something. There, so there needs to be a filter uh, in place. It, just like I wouldn't drink unfiltered water. There needs to be a filter in place, but I wouldn't, the things that are being filtered out currently, uh, I don't need a racial filter. <laughs> I think borders are I, weird and bad. That's my. I think for national feeling. sovereignty purposes, <laughs> I think I think if we're gonna have nations and have sovereignty, we we kind of have to have them. And it's same thing for states. Like if the states are going to have a level of power and sovereignty, that power being based upon their right to act within that uh, as a as as given to them by the people, we kind of have to have borders. But I, I get what you mean. It is weird and it's, it doesn't make a lot of sense. I think we could take it a little less seriously and we could 100% not use it as a weapon against other races. Yeah, we could be more chill, bro. Yeah, we could. Having said that, <laughs> if people want to suggest ways we could be more chill to UV, uh, how can they find you on social media? Yeah, if you want to like uh, come like chillax in my chill space, uh... JK, I'm not chill on social media. I'm chill at home. But uh, you can find me on uh, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. I'm at vchatty. That's V-E-E-C-H-A-T-T-I-E. And you can also, if you want to hit up the show, we are at Frowntown Pod on Instagram and Twitter and uh, Twitch as well. Uh, Jay, what if somebody wants to talk to you about your... (laughs) filters 
Yeah. Uh, if you want to get into some filtration talk with me, um, just hit me up at filtration J. No, hit me up at um, <laughs> adjective underscore J on Twitter and on Instagram. And thanks for listening to the show. We actually do really appreciate it. Please leave us five star reviews because we are a five star podcast. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And like, just tell your friends if you like the episode and like you want people to learn things. If you learned something, you know, be like, yo, I learned this and I learned it from Frown Town. You could do that. Uh, you could yeah. just. Tell everyone. Post, yeah. post tag us and post post about us on social media and tag us. Uh, we will 100% uh, aggrandize that. Um, <laughs> 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 that's right. I'm just using big words for no reason. Uh, thank you, everybody, Fine. for help. <laughs> Fkine. Fkine.